Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Saints of Little Knowing podcast. Here we are today with uh, Max is here joining us. Yes, that's right. In addition to Noah and I. Yeah. We're excited. <laughs> First um, time in a while. <laughs> and today, we're going to be talking about um, is violent protest ever justified for a Christian? And the reason this brings it, this comes up is because I've been studying uh, decolonization movements, uh, like in. Uh, well, in India, you always think of uh, Gandhi, you know, he used peaceful protest and civil disobedience to, uh, eventually the British did listen to him and turned it over. However, at the same time, you have places like... Um, America. <laughs> <laughs> Although in many ways, America <laughs> had peaceful <laughs> protests that, that came, came, came to fruition. Right, right. right. It, it was so peaceful that we, um, we killed a bunch of British soldiers. Which America's peaceful protest. America's peaceful protest. America's peaceful protest. I'm talking about the 1776. You know, Max, the good old 1776. Yeah, I'm familiar. That makes sense. Yeah, exactly. That's a great example of the fact that it was violent revolution that they ultimately did. And the same thing is uh, Nelson Mandela in South Africa, when he was arrested at his trial before he was in prison for a long time, he said, um, the reason we've stopped doing peaceful protests and then moved to sabotage and other violent stuff is because our peaceful protests were ineffective and did not work because the government never paid attention to us. So he basically said it was justified. We had to do it. And it's, you know, it's less, it's not as bad as an open civil war. So that's okay. So I guess what I'm saying is, as a Christian, you know, even if it seems like peaceful protest is not helping, is it ever allowable to rebel violently? So are you? So are you want to talk about going into revolutionary war, or you want to talk about, talk about like what he was doing a civil disobedience type ordeal, where you're sabotaging things and doing things that are technically illegal against the government? Is that what direction are you wanting to go with that? Well, I guess what I'm saying is, um, as long as it's not like state violence, like I'm not talking about states doing violence because. God says the state has the sword, and right. not the sword thing. I'm talking about. I'm talking about when uh, actual people rebel, because the American Revolution was actually people rebelling. Mm -hmm. Although I guess you could say it was a state government rebelling. I guess. It, well, they 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 established themselves as a separate government. I guess they, at the first they were insurgent government that was founded upon an insurgency to take over Amer the colonies of America. That's what they started out as, and then they became the United States of America. Yeah, or the but they were, States. at first they were an insurgency actually against the government. Yeah. Against their God-given governing authorities. Yes. So was that justifiable? <laughs> so that's, that's the direction you want to go. Cause that if is the direction I want okay, to go. Okay, you don't want to go just civil disobedience. No, okay. but I want to talk, kind of talk about both. Like, is it okay. justifiable to rebel against your lawful government for the sake of justice? Well, well oh, for justice, easy there. Easy there. Easy. Who, who says what's just? Well, saying, well that's the problem. What yeah. is justice? That gets really tricky. I know. Who writes the, who, where is the plumb line? That's I mean, my... Because at some level, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I've heard people say that, well, the American colonists thought that the government might start regulating their freedom to worship as well um, if they didn't rebel against them. Mm -hmm. So then in that case, you could say, well, is that... But again, if the government is regulated for freedom to worship, does that mean you should rebel? Is that really what the problem was of the, of the founding fathers? I made the difference that. I'm not convinced of that one. There were some people who claimed that was the problem. I could the problem. I could see that. I could see some people claiming that, like to, especially um, some pastors who are going to try to get their congregation on board with the revolution. Yeah, they're going to take our they're yeah, going to take our rights. They're going to take our rights. I mean, that's that's the call to every single. Um, movement they're taking rights right, right. Well, well okay, okay but, but in order, order to, to 
I feel like I feel like we're assuming a lot right now okay. about violence. So maybe we just take a minute real quick and like come up with a working definition of what we mean by violence. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Okay, because in terms of violence, most people would think that like we use that very generally to suggest like. If, if somebody goes and um, vandalizes property or something yeah. like that. We would probably consider that violence. However, according to just the very basic definition from Oxford, it's the behavior involving physical force intended to hurt, damage, or kill someone or something. So in some terms, I believe that you can go and vandalize certain properties and that still be considered violence. But I think... At the heart of violence and what we're talking about is the intent on like actually hurting someone or killing someone. So for instance, like I, I'm thinking in terms of uh, when Jesus goes through the, the temple and flips the tables and stuff like that. Yeah, because that would, okay, from, from the non-biblical perspective or from just an onlooker's view, that would probably seem very violent to those people. However, I do think that Jesus was not in there intending to hurt the people that were making what it about the whip? A of, what? what about the whip? I mean, yeah, but I don't think that necessarily his intention was um, to specifically hurt. I don't think it was a malicious intent. He was more driving think it was, them out? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, I, don't think it was, he, I don't think it was unlawful was for, for him to do that, to have that righteous anger either because I think that righteous anger was justified because they were doing, well, obviously it was justified because Jesus didn't sin. <laughs> but more than that, I do think that they, they were obviously making it into a den of thieves, but I do think that God was, or I think that Jesus was driving them out and was justified in doing that, even though he, he could have, I mean, obviously like flipping the tables, could have been a violent thing. Yeah. And whipping so in the that people. Sense, in that sense of the term, I would... Hold on, hold that thought for a second, okay. Noah. I do think that Jesus um, did that, and I think that we are justified on slight occasions towards that term of violence, as long as we're not intended to hurt, and it comes from a place of righteous anger and not self-centered anger. Yeah, that intent to hurt, hurt part, though. I might <laughs> We might have to debate that a little bit, because... It, I agree with Noah. It sure does seem like when you're using a whip to chase people out that they would feel that the threat of harm is coming to me. Like, I could be absolutely beaten. I mean, if someone's chasing me, okay, let's just put this in perspective, okay? If someone's chasing me with a machete, right? I'm pretty sure they're going to try to kill me. <laughs> if they're chasing me with a the whip, they're going to try to whip me. I mean, I ran, I ran from my pants that they were trying to whip me. <laughs> 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 and they were carrying a... They're carrying a switch. Yes, or yes, something. but t but think about think about uh, Jesus's uh, gentleness with people. So I don't necessarily think that. Wait, gentleness. Like yeah. he was he was gentle in way of healing people, but Jesus' purpose, he himself even said that he's come to split fathers, mothers. Brothers from not brothers from brothers. I can't remember the whole. Well, quote. I feel like we need daughters. We need to have some context to that before yeah. we just whip it out. But what does he context, say? Yeah, what does he say in the context? I mean, of one of the verses is "Take my yoke upon you and learn from me," you know, and and also, um, yeah, yeah, because he says gentle. "gentle, humble in heart." Right. Uh, so I think also when Jesus is uh, interacting with 
the children mm-hmm. and having them come to him. Yeah. I mean, I think he was stern, but I don't think Jesus had a, malici- a malicious intent. Mm-hmm. And so, so any of the any righteous, righteous anger that I think we saw in Jesus was not necessarily uh, out to exploit anyone. No, no, more, it was more correct. Yeah. But I think yeah. they would have thought that he was coming after like that. Although, the question I have but, okay, is... That's perceived whip. violence versus what is violence. And doesn't a whip almost seem symbolic of kind of government authority? And Jesus had government authority in the sense that he was sent from God. So in some ways it's a little bit of a weird example because Jesus technically was in authority over them. He's God. So God has the authority to judge people. God has the authority to use violence. So that is, that is one point that I think is interesting. Is like, obviously in the Old Testament, for judgment, God swallows people up. He has them killed by right. plagues, you know? So God has the right to judgment. So in some ways, the question is, are we in the same place as, as, as Jesus? But also think about um, when Jesus was, I think, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but Jesus was whipped, 39 lashes with the whip, right? Yeah. Where's that at? I need to find that. Well, that would well, be, be in the New Testament, Testament um, at, the, at end the end of the, of the Gospels, since that's why the crucifixion. But yeah, but yeah I mean, that's, that's definitely... Yeah, John, John 19, it looks like it is. Yeah, yeah what, what, what were you saying with the 39 lashes thing? Well, I was just relating it back to where else whips are found. Yeah, yeah and what those mean in mm-hmm. terms of that. So, Noah, what are you thinking about that? I'm trying to find the portion I'm talking about. Um, so if the Romans were using whips uh, to basically, like, you know... Inflict judgment on Yeah, people? pulverize Jesus in that kind of way, are you really think... That it, could have, it could have been that they did perceive Jesus as ready to whip them, but do you really think that Jesus was going through whipping people or I don't was he think it or was it, threat, like was it threatened a, it feels more like a way to get them to, to leave and I think it's also important I mean obviously going back to the motives of that there is the whole holy anger thing mm-hmm. and I think that way too often we have holy anger or think we have holy anger when we actually don't so I guess that's where I think is difficult about violent is um, obviously, God says, vengeance is mine. Mm-hmm. I yeah. will repay. Yeah. So that's vengeance. So if you're doing that out of vengeance, you're actually violating God's word. So I think that's what's tricky about protests is where's the line between vengeance and holy anger? Where's the point so, where you're fighting for justice and where you're taking out your personal vendetta against mm-hmm. somebody? That's true. Okay, as far as the, the protest and the violence against racism in America... I mean, obviously, I think racism, I don't know anyone that would probably disagree that racism is not okay, uh, that it is a form of hate, and it is unbiblical, as these people are made in the image of God. However, I mean, does that, the, I guess my question would be, does that justify some of the things that we've seen in our own town, but also in... Um, Minnesota and right Minnesota. Yeah, Minneapolis. Yeah, other cities across the U.S. Other yeah. cities, Atlanta, other major. Yeah, exactly. Of, like the protesters going and smashing Atlanta, you know, the CNN headquarters. I know. I mean, that's just and Target and all these places. I know. And so I think what's tricky though is that, of course, they would respond that well, those people aren't associated with us. But I would say I think some of those happened violent. But the question is, 
I mean, it seems to me that you should condemn that kind of violent protest. Because what constructive use is that doing? Doesn't it? Well, it's always a it's always a display of who has more power. Because when when governments are are not just forceful, but they're oftentimes violent and they kill. Yeah. I mean, whether it's whether it's direct or indirect, it always sends a message to every viewing eye that the government has oh the government has complete like a very heavy load of control over these people when they use violence. I mean, think about in terms of when when the government comes back against protests with these, uh, they look like soldiers that are dressed up in, in all black and they have shields. Wait, they're the ones who look like soldiers? What? Oh, never mind, I just jumped back into the conversation. You're talking of, um, if I'm not mistaken, you're talking about Antifa looking like soldiers, correct? No, 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 no. Okay. I don't think th- that's not Antifa. No, he wasn't. He was saying police. Oh, I was police. talking about the police and okay. the way that it looks very police state and very like. Oh, the police! Oh, yeah. It looks it looks super militant. Okay. So the government, when I see that stuff on on videos, I'm like, man, I would hate to be in the middle of that. That looks scary. And so, at that, at that point, the people, people are like, we, we have, have more power than the punitive government, government. and the government, government is like, like no, we, we have, have more control than you do. And we're going to display that in that. I agree, but I think the government also has authority. And I also think that in there are abuses, but the government is using that authority to protect people. I mean, the fact mm-hmm. is, often when those rioters, when, the, when those people are down there, there are people smashing shop windows actively around the area. So you have to send police there to, to at least protect business owners. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then if you... S- I don't disagree. I don't disagree. When, with that in mind, um, you're with the preconsumption that the, pro- the police are there because violence has already happened is, is the preconsumption there. But you're not with the mind of that maybe there wasn't violence happening before they arrived there. And the reason why maybe violence ended up happening there is because they showed up. Well, I guess the question I have to ask you then is... So you're a business owner, and you're like, oh, great, they're smashing all my windows. I'll call, I'll call the police. Okay, okay let's, let's wait 10, 10 minutes while they continue, continue smashing every single one of my windows, <laughs> window <laughs> window until, until the police show up. I mean, that's I mean, part of the government doing justice. justice and so if that's part of the government doing justice, you can't show partiality to that, can you? Okay, yeah. Okay, so then if you see one group protesting, and the police are there, even though maybe something's not happening, and then you see another group uh protesting and they don't even show up to that group. What do you okay. say then? Um, I would just say that I think the police are not perfect and I also think that the media and whoever you believe on either side wants to frame it however. So it's Fox one thing News to not be perfect. wants to frame all the Antifa and CNN and MSNBC and all those want to frame all the right wing. I get you. I get you. But there there's one thing to not be perfect. There's another thing to just not show up. At any of them, <laughs> or or to show up and to not and to just be in regular uniform, relaxing in the middle, relaxing in the back of the crowd. Okay, well here's what I would say. Part of that is was that a spontaneous protest or was that a planned protest? Because the police know when planned protests are coming, and they are allowed, they can then be prepared for the violence that's coming. Um, I, I don't know what you mean by plan. If that mean going, I mean they they put I mean, word the plan out. Is that they notify the government? Because 
often if you notify the government or don't notify it, that can change how they're going to respond to your protest. Zach, I don't think that really changes anything if you notify the government. I, I, really, I really don't. I think the police are going to have a specific response depending on what group is there, and they're going to have to show partiality between the groups, as, as they have. Well, that is definitely your belief in that, and I think that is why this actually goes back to our violence question. Because if you would say, well, the police are not responding correctly, therefore we have the right to protest them, sometimes even violently, then that is depending on your definition of when violence is justified. So that's where, for me personally, it starts making me wonder, is violence ever justified? Mm -hmm. Because at some level, well, it, becomes it becomes your personal, personal decision, decision about, about does, does this injustice, injustice rise to the level of violence? violence. Like, Hold on a minute, though. I don't know. Okay. okay, in most cases, I would, I would suggest against violence. I would go, I would go for more, as you know, a more pacifist type of view. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. However, there's one thing that I don't think I could stop myself from becoming violent. And that is like with my family or my wife. Yeah. Like honestly, if somebody, if, if I mean, I, I hate to get grim here, but like if somebody were raping my wife, yeah. I mean, I want to beat the snot out of that guy, okay, you so know? Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, please get off my wife and we'll talk about so it. No, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm going to say, I'm going to, like, pull out a gun and <laughs> hinder the person and... Okay, so here's what I'm asking. You know? That is personal defense of somebody next to you or somebody of you. <laughs> We're talking, like, more societal systemic. Okay. So that's a good point that... You, you, can, can you really, really justify passive? Like, by, by the way, that's what I'm back to. You are now, you're now shifting from your passive. Well, I've always, I've always, for for a long time, I've sort of had that view of like I'm pacifist with everything except protecting your family. Yeah, which I think is, I think is your first obligation unto a promise you made before God. Yeah, is protection. So, I, I, I don't know whether it's justified or not, but I don't know that I would ever stop myself from doing it. So, uh, Max, to bring it back to societal stance. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, we've talked about this before, maybe in private, maybe on here. Um, you weren't there, maybe. I know Zach was. But uh, I'll get, I know he got to a conclusion on it, but I'm going to get to that here in a second. With the, I just want to know what he thinks about yeah. it first. So, let's say, Max, um, for some reason, uh, you, were, you had a wife, miraculously. Uh, wow! A, a gift Thanks, by God. Noah. I know. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picking on you, man. Okay, keep going. Um, and let's say um, you guys were in your house. It's late at night, and you guys were there. And, Do we uh, really have to go down this route? Oh yeah. And then, I mean, but then you hear um, like the, basically the door kick open at your house, right? Okay. And what do you do then? Like some, like basically someone just kicked in your door at the house. Do you a try to go for them? without any type of restraint? Or do you show some restraint? Or do you not go for them at all? Because, you know, God, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away, you know? Uh, <laughs> I think it, that's we, taking, we I think that's taking that largely out of, I do out, of context. out of context. But I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> the, Lord gives yeah. us, the Lord takes us as my car gets totally yeah, done. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's just being stupid. Uh, I, I would probably, like, okay, I don't know what I would do. I'd have, I'd be adrenaline filled. So this might be different from an actual circumstance. Okay. However, just thinking about it right now and creating the circumstance in hypothetical terms, I think I would 
probably uh, grab a bat or a gun and go protect my family from okay so that happened this past summer and a lot of people who, from to you what to you what do what that happened to you no not to me but this happened down in kentucky there was a um there's a couple in their house mm-hmm. and the police got a what's known as a no-knock warrant where they can just go into the house oh gee that would scare the crap out of me exactly and so this guy ended up thinking someone was actually breaking in and took fire against the police at that point not knowing it was the police for a bit until they shot his girlfriend and killed her wow. after a no-knock warrant they weren't even wow. there and, and a lot of people who would say that they would defend their own property who would say that it's justified if it comes to their own personal property or it comes to something that they that is their own personal belief Mm-hmm. turned around on that whole issue, issue and spend it a whole different way, way and it was, it was all, right. all right. So the person didn't do anything about that? What? There's been things that have happened. Um, they just let the police come in and shoot, shoot his girlfriend? Yeah, yeah right, right now. now but back at the police. Yeah, yeah, yeah the police sh- happened to, bullets went through the wall and killed his girlfriend who was sleeping in the other room. Yeah. yeah, and, and so, so they... And he wanted to witness, he went on court trial and said that he was shooting back because he thought someone was breaking in. Right. And they even called 911 when it was happening. However, I will contend, I know that Noah and I disagree on this, but the police I'm not sure and the other, point you're some making. people claim that the police did say, hey, this is the police, and then came in. One guy on the road claimed that out of the neighbors. One neighbor claimed that. But isn't, there, isn't it their responsibility and their obligation to, to say... To identify themselves before they. Well, that's not what a no-knock warrant. That's what a no-knock warrant lets them do. That they was the law says that they. Well, so, the law said supposedly they are supposed to say it as they come in. Yeah. So okay, then how is this guy ever supposed to know when it's in the middle of the night, right? Exactly. That's that's the whole point. Is he had no idea, and they just and they came in. That's 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 the conversation. No-knock warrants, but that gets back to the idea of. If something is considered injustice to you or something is considered to be harmful to you, are you then allowed to do something back like that? I mean, it's a personal level, but it's also a societal level. If it's like an institutional of the government doing something towards you. What do you think, Zach? Do you think you can fight against that since they... Okay, let's just take Noah's... Let's, let's stand on Noah's rock for just a second. Imagine the police didn't say what they were supposed to say. Yeah, and they just came in without saying anything, just coming to his house. Now, here are, there are so many factors in this, I feel like it's hard to actually make a decision. Now, the one thing is, I will just say right off the bat, I do not agree with people who say you should shoot somebody immediately. I think that as a Christian, you should be, even if you say it's justified to use violence, which I think that's probably true, then I think you need to be very careful about when you use violence. So I would say that you should be, you should really make sure the person identifies himself, ask who they are, and really try to do that, even at the risk of your own life, if, if that's what needs to be done. So for me personally, in that case, I still say- At least sitting around here at the table. I have, I have, I have a couple of points. Let me say my couple of points before we start. Okay, go on, go on. Here's the first point. From what I know, it sort of appears like the guy just started shooting at them, which it says a lot of things to me. One thing it makes me wonder, did he feel guilty that I might have been doing drugs and they just didn't happen to be in this house at this time, and so I'm going to shoot back at the police because that's my first response. Um, second, it's like, well, why didn't he ask who they were? Like, did he really say who they, who they are? Wouldn't you think they would say we're the police or something? 
So I'm just saying he has a reason to lie and say the police were terrible. And he has a, he has a reason to do that. Second of all, the police actually were, um, I can't remember what exactly it was, but in court they were declared to be have been using violence irresponsibly. They were not declared a sudden death, they were declared using violence irresponsibly. And I personally think that's what they were doing. They did not intentionally kill her. They actually did not intentionally, they were, they were actually just shooting at him because he was shooting at them. So now I'm saying that I don't think that, I think that it could even be that he was shooting at them and that was you know right away without asking any questions. But don't you think the police just as well have the right to shoot back at him? Just outside of no walk warrants and we're just talking about if somebody comes into your house. And don't the police as governing authorities have the right to protect themselves as well? They have families also. Mm-hmm. They don't want people shooting at them. So yeah. I guess that's, that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, it carries a lot more stigma for a, a police uh, person, individual, to shoot, to shoot and kill than it does the average person. It, either way, it carries a lot of weight. But f- if, if a police shoots and kills, like what happened just a couple months ago, I mean, well, even though that wasn't a shooting and a killing, but you understand the point. That can really, you know, just go up in flames and the whole country can be on a two-month, you know, tirade about it. And I do think the government also has a responsibility. I think justifiably police should be held to a higher standard. Yeah, because that's their, that's their responsibility. Right. Yeah, they have the power to use weapons in our society. The government should be held to a high level because they have the power to use weapons. Mm-hmm. However, I think it's also important to remember that it's easy to want vengeance. Again, I, I, I do not want to say that all protests were not against justice, but I do believe that some of those protests were out of vengeance, of we hate the police, and sure. I hate the government order, yeah. and there is nothing godly about if, those if, if they, if, if those protests, I do agree, some of those did yeah. happen. I'm not saying but all. I, I don't, if they were in that state of manner, they were full anarcho-communists, I don't think that they were in the whole mindset of uh, any type of uh, reformation or change anything. Those people have already given up on the government. Those people don't care about the government. Like they're, they're done with it. They just want to go back to anarchy and rule as primal people and i do agree with you with those people. i think anarchy is a little bit more nuanced than what you're portraying but continue well that, they hate the government they, they want the government gone they they like they've i've listened to interviews with them and they don't want they don't they don't want it they, they, they just hate the institution they ask are you voting this year no screw the government i'm done with it i guess here's what i say though can you really say all those protests that ever turned violent or were vengeful for that i think there are plenty of people who still believe in the American government, who wanted vengeance, and it wasn't just justice. Right. I'm not saying, I'm saying, I think many of these protests were probably fine. I personally actually don't agree with them, but I think that they have the right to protest, and if they think they're doing justice, then as a Christian, I think you could be okay with supporting them. However, I do think the ones that are turning into violence or mm-hmm. being done, just take down the police, defund them. Well, that's just, that's not that's not justice. That's not biblical justice. Mm-hmm. That's vengeance. Right. Well, you need to consider, Zach. I know what you're talking about, because oftentimes, yeah, yeah. I think you're I think you're almost right on the dot in saying that a lot of people have resorted to vengeance as compared to justice. Because here's the thing: no one can accomplish justice the way that God will in the end. Yeah. You know what I mean. So mm-hmm. the thing is, we can. We can pursue justice 
here on earth with what we have and what we can do and the evidence that we have for certain injustices. However, the thing is, um, anyone who anyone who demands justice, just vehemently demanding justice, like when everybody would say, justice for Floyd, justice for Floyd, justice for Floyd. Justice for Breonna Taylor. That's justice for Breonna Taylor yeah. and everyone else, you know. When they just shout these things, they don't understand that when and even biblical justice when 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 you demand biblical justice you have no idea what you're bringing on yourself because if it's justice for someone else it's justice for you because here's the thing there's no such thing well there is one reference in the old testament where it does refer to justice for one singular person but largely throughout the bible you find justice used in terms of there is one justice that god has established that he will uh, complete in the end and everybody is a participant in that justice so either you will get served what you I mean honestly and not for the cross we would all get you know served hell yeah. but I do think that there is one justice and everybody either benefits or gets punished by that plumb that literally that plumb line uh, of justice of God's upright basically righteous rule mm -hmm. so so Zach um, you said that when people like these um, I guess I'm not I don't agree with them um, but I don't I personally don't think they were they might have been out of vengeance but I don't think they were out of total vengeance um, so when I the protest is what I'm speaking of where that turned into riots when they did commit violence I don't think that was out of protest honestly um, so when you, we, we spoke, spoke about, about spoke so at the beginning, um, the I'm gonna forget his name, Nelson Mandela. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? So do you think that they were getting revenge when they were trying to do anything that was violent or disruptive? Oh, absolutely. I think they were getting okay. revenge sometimes. Yeah. You think like it's just what makes you say like, sometimes? Well, I just know that he. Um, I think that. I think as a human, so that it's hard to have people repeatedly do injustice to you and not start acting on the vengeance. I also think that he says the reason he was sabotaging property is because he basically said there's people who are, who are so, so violent, violent right now in our, in our movement that they would start killing people. people. And so I'm trying to actually just cut that off by saying, here, why don't you go blow up these you know, trains or stuff like that to stop supplies going to the government rather than do it. I could see that then. I could totally agree with you at that idea then. I do think that there is an idea of maybe not recent events revenge, but I think that there's a lot of people who feel they've been kind of cheated on some things, and okay. like um, like our minorities have been cheated on their on their heritage, if you will. Yeah, they've mm -hmm. been cheated on a lot of things that we take for granted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. They look at that, and that's I can I can agree with you at that point. That I think that that is a valid idea, um, but there's there's also the idea <laughs> of there there is anger there. And what can vex that into becoming full-out riot from a protest, yeah. if you get me. And when something becomes not state-sponsored, but like there's groups that are going in there. Grassroots, I guess. And gra grassroots groups who are going in and antagonizing these things. Mm -hmm. I, don't know if, I, don't, I don't know if you can say it's the people themselves who are the issue. We're doing that. Yeah, I was just going back to, as a Christian, Again, what would you do? And I think part well, of it yeah. somewhat depends on 
how you define justice. Because, for example, I would think that it's perfectly justifiable to, well, obviously, okay, violence is one thing. Because, like, I'm saying I completely do not condone. I think abortion is a really important issue and I really care about it, but I absolutely do not condone people who bomb abortion clinics or do all kinds of things to try to stop it. Because in some ways you could say, well, they're doing justice. They're bombing them. That's good. That's great. You don't condemn them? I, I absolutely condemn them. Oh, I would you say absolutely that absolutely them. not. Okay. That is not acceptable okay. ever. And so that's where I, I think I would tend to personally myself, so I guess to kind of to wrap this up, I guess I would just ask, what do you guys, where do you guys fall in terms of is it ever justifiable for a Christian to use violence? I guess oh. for me, for me quickly, as a quick, as a quick summary, summary of what, what I believe, I would just say, I think, I think in general, general, no. I think, I think in general, you should be peacefully protesting and do what you can within the law. And I think that at some level, the rest is to God. That would just be a general principle. Maybe there's some exceptions to that, but that's my general principle. I would agree with that. I think that's I think that's generally right. I mean, if unless. I think if you're going out, you're going to protest somewhere, I don't think you should be strapping on an AR, bulletproof vest, <laughs> bulletproof helmet, and then your American flag wrapped around like a cape and going out there and protesting. I don't think that's the right thing to do. I think that on a, you should instead, maybe, if you're going to use violence at all, it should be either for hunting or protecting yourself at home. I think that's, what, I think that's the only two things I think that Christian needs violence for. What do you think, Max? Um, yeah, largely, well, Mostly, mostly what you guys already have said, but I still come back to that idea that um, just based upon a definition, I don't, I don't, I mean, if you can avoid using violence, do so. You know, there's no, there's no reason to be. There's really, there are so few reasons to indulge yourself in violence. And really, I don't like to use the word indulge because it sounds like I'm doing this for pleasure, and that would never be right. Um, but really, to yeah, to exercise violence happens so needs to happen so so infrequently that I th- I think largely you you shouldn't use it. Um, but the thing is, I do think that when Jesus went through the temple, um, I I again I I come back to that idea that I don't think his intent was malicious, and I do to think there's a place for holy holy anger in the Christian walk. I do mm-hmm. agree with I do agree with I think there is a place for anger, but I don't think there is a place for outright violence in a way if you get me. Yeah. I, well there's a I would say there's a difference between anger That's what I was trying to say. Is there is a difference between anger and violence. That's what I was trying to say. I'm well sorry. I would even say there's a difference between anger and outrage. Right. One they I think they can come they can manifest themselves in different ways, and I think that one of those different ways is the controllability of your anger. Can you control your anger? Are you angry, but is it controlled? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, because sometimes we just get so angry, we just outrage. That's when outrage starts, and we just start ripping things apart. That's what violence, I think, often constitutes itself as. So that, that would be my... That'd be your take. That'd be my take. Great. Well, thanks for joining us on the Saints Little Knowing podcast this week, and we'll see you next week.